Hi guys, welcome to the Divine Creators Podcast with Cody Singh. Hello everybody, welcome, welcome. Cody here. So wonderful to feel you and connect with you guys again. I love doing these. So, you know, we're just going to jump right into things. You know, this particular episode is one that... I didn't know if I wanted to do at first. Um, I didn't know if I wanted to do podcast episodes reserved specifically for crystals or indigos just because of the stereotypes and the stigmas attached to these sorts of aura colors. So the first things that are coming to your minds for many of you, some of you haven't heard about these before, you know, you haven't heard about the basic understandings of the life colors in general and if not you know feel free to you know the first episode of this second season of this podcast we talk about all of the colors in one episode so you can listen to that if you like or on uh, my website codysing.com c-o-d-y-s-i-n-g-h.com there's a whole bunch of information on all of the different aura colors from various different angles. I also go into specific people's aura colors, specific famous individuals uh, aura colors as well, just, you know, just to understand it from various different angles because I notice there's a tendency for us to kind of uh, think that aura colors just fall into like the same sort of category as like like a zodiac sign, you know, or some other personality test. Well, the reality is is that aura colors are a lot more dynamic than just relating to a personality. It's your operating system. It's how you interpret information. It's the way, it's not just the things that you're interested in, it's taking what you're interested in and, and the way that you're broadcasting that into the world or the way you articulate it in the world, or the way you want to use that information or that interest to drive a particular intention that you may have, okay? Um, The way you go about utilizing the information that you've accrued throughout your life is oftentimes how your aura relates to you. Okay, so it is very, very, very dynamic. And speaking of dynamic colors, all right, crystals. There is so much to go in here, but just a little bit of an overview. Remember, there are the different classes of the aura colors. So we have the physical colors, the mental colors, right? And then what I call the emotional colors. Some people call them emotional slash spiritual colors. I try to refrain from calling them spiritual colors just because it almost feels like people think that only if you're an indigo or a blue or a purple, you know, or a crystal rainbow, these aura colors that you, that is the only thing that makes you a spiritual person. Well, part of the reason why I want to do these podcasts is to debunk this concept about what makes a person spiritual or not. There's not an individual in this planet that is... Uh, not a spiritual person because we are all spiritual vessels we're all channels of spiritual divine energy okay and what that essentially means 
is that every person and and every person's aura, every person's electromagnetic field, which is their aura, channels that spiritual energy in unique ways. The emotional slash spiritual colors, oftentimes when they're channeling this energy, it comes in the form of of healers or various different types of healers. It doesn't have to be metaphysical healing. It doesn't have to be uh, like energy work or Reiki, things like that. It doesn't necessarily have to be healing in that sort of essence. You will often see a lot of light blues, for example, that are nurses or therapists, you know, a lot of indigos are like, you know, they like to lead AA meetings, you know, things like that. They're leaders in that sense, but they are still intuitive and they're healers in that essence, right? Okay, that is an emotional trait, right? You were tapped into, and I say we because (laughs) indigo is one of my life colors. I also have crystal in my aura as well. So I'll be able to talk a little bit just firsthand about these colors and we'll probably get into some of the indigos as well we'll see how much time we have on this podcast if not we'll just go into the indigos as well in in uh in another podcast but i've talked a lot about them as well just because of course indigo i consider myself an indigo child so uh having that um just a part of my makeup growing up you know having that energy i have a unique perspective on it and having had to go through various different empowerment processes and cycles in my life with that energy of the indigo um, i do believe i have accrued a lot of information that i think could be beneficial or useful or helpful to other people who are also sensitive not just other indigo people or crystal people or sensitive people in general but but really anybody the thing about the indigos and really any of the really um intuitive emotional colors in the aura spectrum is that they have a really um, introspective way of viewing things they can pick things apart mentally and sort of analyze it from both an emotional and sometimes a mental perspective as well and sort of break that down and offer a very unique perspective and consciousness in the world that is often very new and and a fresh perspective in any environment that they introduce that awareness to or that consciousness to the dialogue or the conversation um, or the debate or whatever is being discussed. Um, These are colors that are meant to uh, advance the consciousness um, and the vibration of our planet through evolving these individual consciousnesses through their unique perspectives that they hold okay they hold a a higher frequency so one way we can understand life colors our aura colors in general is by frequency so the physical aura colors which would be reds uh, for example the reds the oranges and the yellows are physical um physical aura colors as well as some of the tans as well but the tans are a mix of mental and physical and some are a mix of the emotional and mental as well so the thing about the physical aura colors is they vibrate at slower speeds so we have to understand energy in terms of vibrational frequency right so the physical colors actually vibrate at slower speeds which is why it 
manifests in different colors. So based on the the how fast or slow that frequency is vibrating at, right, determines how it express it's expressed or how it looks, right? So those look blue or excuse me, those look red or yellow or orange for example because they vibrate at slower speeds. Now the emotional or spiritual colors, right? Those are the blues, the purples, crystals. Those vibrate at faster speeds, very, very fast speeds. And because of that, that's why their colors are different. They are different colors because they vibrate at different speeds. Now, crystals being an emotional color, right? The way that they are channeling divine energy is going to be always in some form or another whether it's conscious or not to remember involuntary or not their energy is going to be transmuting space so vibrationally they are healers crystals when they are entering spaces they often are known as chameleons because their auras are clear right if to many people when you look at them and if you were to try to guess their aura color and if their aura was very you know clear on that day in the sense that they're not, you know, they haven't mingled with other people or, you know, got other energies driving through them in that day, their energy looks very, it should, their, their aura just looks clear. It just looks completely clear, see-through, right? Now, just like other colors, we've talked about spectrums, crystal also has a spectrum. So all of them, you know, all the crystals, sometimes they'll look a little bit different. Some, some just look really clear. Some some look more rigid and because all crystal auras what's really unique to them and i do find this still really fascinating is they are prismatic they look like a crystal the crystal aura looks like a crystal it looks like a prism and some of them some people's crystal auras you can see there the angles of the prism a little bit more than other people's of course that just represents different traits you know sometimes when crystals have poor boundaries or they're not in their crystal power right and they're not in that energy in an empowered way sometimes you know it, it won't the the crystal aura will just appear like it, it just lacks boundaries. It won't be as secure, not necessarily that it has to always look super prismatic because we all carry multiple um, aura colors. Most of us do. So, so sometimes they're carrying... So if a crystal is like a... For example, let's just use me for example. So my primary color is indigo and I have a secondary adaptation of violet and crystal so what that does is adds this sort of uh, construction to my aura where it's prismatic however it doesn't look clear because the clear the clearness of that crystal is being clouded by the indigo bluish purple in addition to the violet so i actually look like a more like a bluish violet crystal like if you were to just hold up like a, a crystal that looks purple, like bluish and violet, that's what my aura kind of looks like. Um, uh, you know, generally speaking, of course, on different days, some days, you know, the crystal is more bright. Some days the violet is more bright. Some days the indigo is more bright, depending on what you're doing at the time, right? So it is fascinating to me that 
uh, the crystals are the only aura that has this prismatic quality. Rainbows do as well, but I consider rainbows sometimes uh, like a sort of um, a spectrum of the crystal because they are prismatic, right? But they do have their own unique traits, the rainbows, separate from the crystals for sure. In this episode, we're going to talk more about uh, just some of the crystal traits and some of their unique kind of qualities that I think is really, really fascinating. So the crystal aura, um, they're so unique for so many reasons. However, you know, some of the main things that I want to talk about here is their healing abilities. So what's unique to them, like we just mentioned a little bit before, was the ability that they have to pull in other energies around them and transmute those energies and redistribute that energy to sort of balance out that space. So they can do this in any environment and they actually are doing this involuntarily. So one thing that's um, tricky with sort of reading the crystal aura at sometimes that sort of um, can get confusing for some people is because they are clear and because they are constantly drawing in other energies around them from people or from environments, spaces, in order to transmute those spaces, what's happening is they are adopting other people's aura colors. Isn't that fascinating? They're, I mean, other auras can do this as well, but not, not like the crystals. This is like a daily thing for them. Okay, so they will hang out with their yellow friend and adopt their yellow. So when I go hang out with my crystal friend who's hanging out with the yellow girl, I'm looking at two yellow people because they're literally like impressing that yellow upon themselves involuntarily they could do it voluntarily as well but part of the consciousness that is the crystals is you know yes they have the ability to be aware of how to utilize these processes and these energy work techniques and all these advanced abilities that they are right so the crystals are advanced consciousnesses they are typically starseeds very often starseeds not always but they are pretty much always going to be you know connected to a star system where they have healing abilities healing talents and healing gifts and they will often be led to you know do that work in some sort of capacity but not always remember they are chameleons so what does this mean they literally can take on any role they can be friends with anyone so you will often see them around many different types of friends they will often have many different types of interests they can go through many different types of phases you know so i think to me i i think that one of the main um uh misconceptions about the crystals is that they're always just very delicate and very soft and you know just like they feel like people describe them like vampires like they can't even go out in the sunlight like to be honest they're very dynamic and they are gentle souls and they are you know just like all the spiritual or you know emotional colors they have the sensitivity to them of course they do any healer has this ability right but, you know, they're chameleons, right? This word is the best word that you can really use to describe, you know, their nature. Because they do match environments. 
people around them. And it's not them being two-faced. It's not them being fake. It's genuinely, they are wired this way. So construction-wise, when you think of the crystal aura, when you look at the crystal aura, what's interesting is when I watch the crystal aura, it's constantly reaching. It's pulling in other energies. It's pulling in into other spaces. It's it's neutralizing things, okay? So it almost has this intelligence of its own. Um, I want to say even more so than most other aura colors. And part of the reason for this is because crystals are often starseeds. And when I refer to starseeds, I'm talking about individuals who incarnate, souls who incarnate in this on this planet often for the first time and what they're often here to do is take note take measurements gain experience on this planet for resources perhaps usually on their own planet as well as you know for their own purposes or their own uses extra dimensionally the you know the reasoning behind this can be so vast you know, and often not even have to do with your human life at all. But there always is a significance to you incarnating with the energy that you have in the context of your own life as well. So for those, it, it may be some of those sensitive traits or some maybe some of the chameleon aspects, maybe some of the healing aspects um, for yourself or for other people, you know. So when you think about the crystal ore and the way that it reaches and the way that it assumes its environment and absorbs other things, you can see this almost as a mechanism to take measurements, to take note, and to evaluate this space and this planet and, and generate um, information that is useful for their own planet or their own network or for whatever reason it may be for that particular soul however just because you have a crystal aura does not mean that you need to concern yourself with all of that you do not need to concern yourself with all of that if that's of interest to you then by all means you are meant to explore that you know if that is a desire of yours you are not meant to want anything that you are not meant to have in this in this universe that is law of attraction and that is the way it is. If you have a, you are not designed to want or desire anything that is not meant to be yours, without exception. Okay, so if that is something that you want to explore, especially, you know, on the Divine Creators group on Facebook, there's so many crystal auras on that group. Let me tell you guys, it's not that common to to find that many crystal auras. You know, if you do a Google search of just, you know, sometimes I will do that. Like I'll just like. But too bad, you know, I, <laughs> I'm always reminded that you cannot just search, oh, let's just search green aura people or crystal aura people and then just have a, a search result of all crystal aura people. That's just not going to happen. But, you know, I have like tried to search just random people on Google. And if you just survey just like a random population of people, there's not going to be a lot of crystals. However, there are plenty in the Divine Creators group as well as many of these sort of spiritual conscious awakening communities there are just a lot of these crystals a lot of the indigos as well where they're actually more rare you know in 
other parts of the world, but not so rare here, you know, <laughs> you know, and what's great is that when we have a community of, you know, individuals who are awakened in this capacity, it just allows for the dialogue and just an understanding that there are other people who think the way that you do, who operate in similar ways, who interpret information and sort of gauge information you know in similar ways or view people in similar ways you know there's a, there's so much to learn here and there's a reason why you know crystals are drawn to each other or to other spiritual colors and it's because yes they are like vibrations and vibrations attract to one another that's law of attraction but they have common interests okay these emotional colors they feel deeply and they resonate with things like art and dance and beautiful writings you know one thing about crystals that's fascinating you know is that they are they can be very smart very very quick um very intelligent okay they can often have this sort of mental acuity and this just sharpness to them. Um, they love to absorb knowledge, okay? They love to read many different types of books, you know, or learn about, you know, when, when they want to learn something, you know, they will, they will seek it out and they will definitely learn it and they will learn quickly, okay? They're very good learners. I just noticed that they read books a lot. I have seen a lot of librarians as crystals, you know, and that's because, like I said, you know, the crystal people, they are chameleons. You will find them in every place in life, really. Um, maybe not certain like hard labor or even corporate fields, things like that. You're not gonna find them so much, but you're gonna find them in very inspirational spaces, right? Um, actors, artists, dancers, uh, singers, um, uh, you know, the Olympics are on now. And, you know, speaking of the Olympics, I was just watching, um, the Olympian, he's an ice skater. His name is Yuzuru Hanyu. He is, uh, he has crystal in his aura and you can see him and his crystal aura just like skating across the white ice. And it's beautiful to watch that, especially because, you know, we've talked about this so much time, convergence, convergence of soul and self in those moments of being in the zone. There's, it's so powerful. So when you watch like a crystal aura, for example, in the zone like that and just, you know, depicting art um, on a stage like that or on the ice like that is just captivating so beautiful okay crystal auras are beautiful beautiful and they are very iridescent as well many times again not all of them look the same some of them just look really clear some of them look more prismatic and some of them look more iridescent you know it depends on what their nature is I do find that the creative crystals often sh are more shimmery um, so isn't that interesting what clear, what the clear color spectrum would look like, you know, cause there's a violet spectrum or like a purple spectrum. There's an indigo, sorry, there's a blue spectrum, yellows, and you know, there's all these different spectrums of colors. 
greens and um, there even is one for the crystals as well so one thing I do notice that is a difference between the indigos and the crystals is I notice that the indigos usually have more of a desire you know when they become empowered they, they have this desire to be leaders you know so what, what comes with leaders is being in the public eye you know so there I don't always see the crystals wanting that I do more so see the indigos wanting to be leaders however like I said the crystals are chameleons so you know just because you're a crystal if you want to be a public figure then that's because you're meant to be a public figure maybe in some capacity you know so it, you can't really say that they're not meant for that place because they can be there but like I said you will find like librarians you will find receptionist people who you know have the awareness and consciousness you know that there's so much more to this world there's so many of you on this group on the divine creators with Cody Singh group on Facebook you know that are not seeking to be in the public eye or do these big grand things you know but you have this awareness and you do have this consciousness and you know there is more that meets the eye in this world you are, know that there is a non-physical world and you know that we do have a relationship to it and you know you're connected to it and you know you're a healer and you know all of these things but you're like you know I, but I, I don't need to be in that position I can live my life happy you know in my small town and you know ha have my lunch at the bench by the lake you know and go for walks with you know Nancy and the dog you know and have a happy life and go on nature walks and just enjoy life you know crystals are meant to enjoy this planet and you know it's so hard it can be so difficult for them because they can be very fragile even physically so with their health you know they can often be very disembodied at times the crystals and because of this this can correspond to life force energy so when we talk about any sort of ailments in the body any ailment without exception is characterized by not enough life force energy or light energy from source flowing through your body so in some way shape or form that part of your body that has the ailment is being um, capped off from that stream of energy so when you're disembodied or you know not you just feel like you're not in your body or just like not grounded especially as a crystal you know they can go through sometimes you know medical concerns related to this okay so often crystals will uh, change their diets a lot you know they will you know have you know they will be I don't want to say they will end up kind of with a more clean diet. It doesn't necessarily have to be a vegan diet, but look, I do see very often crystal people, you know, resorting to very, very clean, more raw diets. It doesn't have to be raw food, but, you know, just um, cleaner foods, alkaline foods, you know? So crystals are somebody that I would recommend, you know, if they are having troubles or like, you know, it, you would have to gauge person to person. But when I look at most crystal people, 
I do know that you know eating a cleaner diet will will alleviate a lot of their um, emotional pain, emotional anguish, things like that can become really suppressed and sort of embedded for them, you know, when they're not, you know, prioritizing clean diets. And the thing about that is, I don't like to just tell people to go eat clean, because what happens is when you get in alignment, a byproduct of that is eating clean. So what you really want to start with is just aligning your energy, getting into a good state of being, a good place, a well state of well-being. And when you're in a state of well-being, a byproduct of that is eating healthier, eating better foods that are going to support that well-being in your body because that's law of attraction. Law of attraction is responding to you, you know, tuning into your light, which inspired the thought to maintain that flow of that light by eating clean foods that supports that light in your body. So it is all connected. And, you know, sometimes when I tell people, you know, eating, you know, a vegan diet will alleviate some of their emotional issues, it sort of is a a little bit of a cop-out, you know? You can't expect to just eat clean diets and just feel better. Um, at times it does, but you cannot rely on that, you know, right? And this is why so many people don't stick to their diets often because they're not arriving at the diet in an authentic or organic way. And, you know, of course, what I mean by that is the energy has to inspire your behavior. Otherwise, you are in resistance to yourself and the universe is responding to your resistance. So if you are taking a resistance stance to go eat healthy to combat this health concern or this emotional issue you may still come up with issues you know either emotionally or physically or you still may be perpetuating these issues because you're forcing it and the universe is responding to that force that resistance okay when you make your emotions matter prioritize the way you feel you will enter a state of alignment and as a byproduct of that you will be guided to eating healthier cleaner foods that are higher vibrational in nature this is something that is so useful for crystal people and to understand this sort of engine of how this process works is valuable to them being how sensitive they are and being you know just open channels okay they're clear for a reason because they are clear channels so when they are tuning into these energies and if they are doing healing work or channeling work in any capacity also if they are doing it involuntarily so it doesn't even matter if they're doing it like that or not they're always going to be transmuting space around them and that process is way more efficient when their energy is clean and their energy is cleaner when their diets are cleaner what when that process doesn't sort of flow the transmuting process of those energies around you when it's not very efficient when it's not going you know at the at the rate that it should because of maybe your emotional composition on that day how you're feeling on that day or 
maybe what you've been eating as well, that as well. That will just correspond to like, you're gonna feel more of the emotional baggage. You're gonna feel more weighed down by other people and other environments around you. It, the thing to take away here, guys, is it is not meant to be that way. It, is, it was not designed for you to feel baggage and feel weight when you are transmuting these energies for you crystals out there or indigos or other people out there who are healers who because other people can be healers as well not just indigos and crystals you know it's not supposed to feel like baggage is actually if it feels like baggage that's your indication that you are doing it wrong okay that you're not letting the energy flow that you're taking it on and you're identifying with it and your indication that you're identifying with it is is why you can't shake it you know why it's you're having a hard time getting rid of this feeling is because you're familiar with this feeling maybe that person's feeling was their feeling but it certainly mirrors a feeling that you've been feeling within yourself right so this is why vibrationally you've attracted that energy to you so you've adopted this energy from them you've actually taken from them so maybe they'll be feeling better because you are a healer and you being around other people you will make people feel better as a crystal aura your energy makes people feel better that's one of your gifts okay it's not supposed to make you feel bad in the process though okay okay you see this a lot with codependence as well you know they will take on these other energies they will fix the energy they will transmute the energy but then it will just the residue of that energy will just be left with them and when that energy is not properly released okay it can accumulate within the body okay within these very fragile bodies okay and it can manifest in stomach ailments things in the nervous system internal organs um your shoulders your neck you know your back things where you just feel like baggage right where it just feels like weight you know even the joints as well um these are just examples of different you know even autoimmune things as well okay because of this sort of uh, transmuting system that the crystal aura has innately you know this is also sort of a tool that the body will adopt as well and when that sort of um transmuter gear is not responding adequately due to you know some sort of trauma or codependency or some sort of need or emotional issue you know this can cause you to not properly discharge that energy, okay? And that's what can cause the emotional issues that cause the physical issues as a result of that. So, you know, because they are these healing type of beings, you know, they generally do like quieter spaces, more chill zen spaces, you know, um, Yes, I talked about them being healers, working in spiritual fields. They are gifted in that sense, spiritually speaking, okay? So they do have this consciousness. Of course, they do have this consciousness, okay? The crystal consciousness, the crystal wave, you know, these 
energies of these souls that have come in are to anchor in a higher consciousness, right? The indigos come in to really uh, kick things into gear, right? They know that, you know, the way this society is operating right now is not right, okay? It's out of balance. And they know the framework and foundation of it is off. So the indigos come in with this drive and this ambition to notice it, recognize it, but also go in and and uproot things and change things, okay? The crystals have that awareness too, but they don't always have that drive to go and change the world. They're more like having fun with it because they already have this awareness and they also have the awareness that it is in with it is within their power to determine their experience here on this planet, meaning they don't have to go change the world in order to change their experience, okay? So they will, you know, just be, like I said, a, a receptionist or a librarian, you know, or an assistant, you know, a florist, a gardener, things like that, you know, working outside in nature as well, artists, um, yes, um, spiritualists, writers, you know, these are all types of things that, uh, you know, crystals can get involved with. But when I talk about crystals and their occupations, you know, what, what kind of occupation would you characterize a chameleon to be? You know, they're so diverse, you know. Now, the indigo wave came in in the 80s, roughly the 80s, a little bit before that and a little bit after that as well. So there was this influx of all of these indigo souls coming into the planet because there was, during that time on the planet, as well as right now as well, understanding that those indigos, you know, would carry us through this time period as well, where clearly we are noticing tremendous shifts happening. There's a reason why these indigo, indigo color energies were coming in this world during that time because look at what we are seeing on this planet at this time. We need that evolved consciousness. We need that introspective perspective. We need that awareness, that deeper awareness to carry us through these times, okay? And what we're seeing on this planet are many of these indigo souls and crystal souls as well, you know, holding this consciousness and the indigos, in the case of the indigos, driving many of these purposes forward, okay? The reason why indigo was the last wave of these new higher consciousness beings coming in was because we needed movement at this time, okay? There was so much happening, there's so much being uprooted, but we need people to know how to place this, how to frame this all, you know, where to what to do with it, you know, and how to help people through these times. Okay, the indigo consciousness helps us with that. The crystal consciousness is here to do a lot of what the indigos are doing as well, but also to make the indigos not feel so alone here on this planet, okay? You know, the indigos kind of have this, they, they have more resistance in them because they need that resistance in order to drive a lot of these efforts. Now, the crystals, they often drive their efforts without so much resistance 
needing to drive those efforts forward. They sort of just do it because they want to do it or they like doing it or they're just called to do it from their soul or their spirit. Um, similar to the indigos, I suppose, you know, all people, I guess, are inspired, you know, to do these things. However, there is a sense that the indigos are more provoked to do it, okay? Crystals are sort of anchors and indigos are more instigators. So if you can understand that analogy, you can understand how they're sort of counterparts in a way. And this is why crystals and indigos are often very compatible as well as friends, as partners in relationships, as well as in business as well. And really quickly, just some famous crystal aura people. Again, crystal is not a popular aura color in general, so you're just not going to find many of them on television or who are famous either. But some of them that I have noticed, um, the ones that come up to mind, First, uh, as of late, I talked about Yuzuru Hanru because the Olympics are on now. Yuzuru Hanru has crystal, and again, a lot of these have them, a lot of them have other colors in there as well. But I remember watching his uh, short program on the Olympics, and Yuzuru Hanru he had this like beautiful crystal aura, um, especially on the post interview as well. There's an actress I just saw on TV. Her name is Sozie Bacon. I hadn't heard of her before. Sozie Bacon is a crystal aura as well. And it was interesting watching her too on the show that I was watching because uh, I was watching the way actors, you know, as a crystal, pull in other colors, other adaptation colors, and, you know, use that to assist their performance. So in certain scenes, you know, one scene she's like super bright and crystal I'll talk about chameleons the next scene she's like a completely different color she's just like you know you know one scene she was outside and she had this beautiful crystal or another scene she was like cleaning dishes dishes in a soup kitchen and she had this like yellow and green sort of almost did not even see the crystal so they can be tricky in that way uh bjork is also a crystal and Keanu Reeves is also a crystal as well. Alrighty friends, it has been such a privilege connecting with you guys again in this format. Just I'm just giving you guys the biggest hug in the world. I appreciate you all so much and thank you for keeping the space so warm and colorful. Okay, thank you guys. Peace and love to you all. Bye guys.